Chapter Twelve of Living with Our Children by Clara D. Pearson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Wherewithal shall we be fed? A frequent guest in an American household wandered into the kitchen and expressed her pleasure when she found the Japanese cook preparing her favorite dish for dinner. She said, "I am so glad you are making that yama. I am very fond of it." after his courteous response she noticed a queer little smile on his inscrutable oriental face and pressed him for the reason of it the reply was worth remembering you american people are so funny you eat things because you like the taste of them in nippon we eat things because they are good for us evidently in japan there is not to be seen the all too familiar spectacle of a mother vainly imploring her child to eat vegetables before beginning his dessert or dividing two boiled eggs in such a way that her daughter may eat both whites while her son eats both yolks now when did all these dietary vagaries begin to creep into the life of young america and how can they be overcome can you imagine the small puritans turning up their english descended noses at the brown bread and the parched corn and then being permitted to fill their youthful stomachs with sweets in order that they might not start off hungry to their school indeed you cannot or can you imagine the children of midwestern pioneers being coaxed with maple sugar the only sweet they had ever seen when they disdained bread and milk again no as for that there would have been much more excuse for such truckling on the part of those early-day parents than there is for us for in those days balanced rations were unheard of proteins fats and carbohydrates had apparently not been discovered and calories and vitamins had no recognized existence if they sinned in these respects they did so without knowledge whereas we have only to dispatch postcards to the state health commissioners and the united states department of agriculture to receive enough gratuitous instruction on all these subjects for the correct feeding of the whole family when we receive them what then one mother of three who ranged in age from sixth grade to college freshman submitted her problem to a nutrition expert and then remarked quite pathetically yes i can provide the vegetables but how can i induce the children to eat them the first step naturally is to instill in the mind of the yet unspoiled child an understanding of the functions of food or to bring back the mind of the spoiled child to an appreciation of that function every bit of our bodies has to be built out of what we eat and drink no amount of money or work will give us the right sort of strong comfortable good-looking bodies unless we send just the right sort of material down our throats into our stomach it is there you know that the change from food into bones muscles and so forth begins you cannot build a brick house out of wood and you cannot build a wooden house out of brick although you might have wooden doors in your brick house and brick chimneys in your wooden one for any kind of building you need the right materials and just enough of each and you need to have it delivered at the time when it is to be used 
when men are building a house they have to have some stone and some mortar and some wood and some nails and some glass and some building paper and some hinges and some doorknobs when you are building your body from a baby's body into a fine great strong man's or woman's body you need meats eggs milk starchy food like bread potatoes and cake and plenty of vegetables and fruits you need just enough of each and you need some of each every day it is father's business to earn the money with which to buy food mother's to see that it is well prepared and ready on time and yours to eat it in the right quantity and in the right way slowly and carefully if parents themselves understand the different classes of foodstuff as they should there is no reason why quite small children should not learn these broad classifications if they absorb the information casually and happily most children feel rather important when they master a fine mouth-filling word like carbohydrates together with its meaning the geographical distribution of foodstuff is interesting and the way in which our ships and freight trains are kept busy in carrying the different kinds of food to places where they are needed so were the habits of the early indians the way in which they had to migrate with the seasons in order to secure the varied supplies that they required for health and the way in which the early white settlers learned of them so much of the creation of an intelligent interest what if when the pony is led to the brink he will not drink find out the reason as quickly as possible with the aid of your doctor the school nurse or by consulting some of the many excellent publications on nutrition then when you are sure that no physical cause remains uncured it resolves itself simply into a question as to whether the parents mature experienced and intelligent are to decide the diet of their small and wilful child or whether he in his ignorance is to say what he will and what he will not eat of the food which they have labored to buy and prepare whether they will stand spinelessly by and be accessory to his crime of course we do not wish to arouse needless antagonisms even though we wisely resolve not to coax if we can carry our point pleasantly so much the better although excellent authorities assure us that rather than let a child persist in perfectly unreasonable and injurious habits of diet it is justifiable to allow him to refuse all food for several days that it will not undermine his health in the least one simple expedient is the refusal of dessert or its equivalent dainty until the wholesome but unpopular food which is on the menu for that meal has been eaten another plan which has worked extremely well is the ruling that the child shall eat at least two mouthfuls of each article of food which is given to him the most distasteful first this ensures the aid of an unspoiled appetite for the difficult part of the meal and keeps the way open for cultivating a real liking for it if you try this method you will find that the first one and then another article will become popular and can be put on the full portion list for we are all creatures of habit it is a bit of diplomacy also to have the least popular dishes as a major part of the menu when the child is likely to be ravenous from a fishing trip or any prolonged exercise in the open air these expedients are tried and good 
and are suggested for the benefit of those households where the children have been allowed to regulate their own diet to their own hurt which they should never have been allowed to do in this matter as in many others prevention is much easier and better than cure never let a child who enjoys publicity feel that being peculiar or delicate is a pleasant distinction many children have a pride in this and enjoy being publicly discussed if it is necessary to speak of such a trait in the presence of the child do it as briefly as possible and speak of it as silly if a child will not eat what he has been pleasantly and reasonably asked to eat excuse him from the table and consider the incident closed until the next meal hour he probably will not care to consider it so but a little quiet determination just at this juncture combined if needful with the locking of the pantry accomplishes much make the special treats of popcorn nuts or fruits rather than of candy and have the household candy at the end of the meals rather than in between them in these ways you are not only keeping the child's diet right now but you are forming the intelligent habits which will stand by him when he is out in the world far from parental admonitions and obliged to select from the cafeteria or hotel bill those dishes which he is to eat as a matter of fact the young person's health for the first two years after he leaves the old home is usually inferior to what it was before and this because supervision is gone and the right habits based on understanding have not been formed during the years of opportunity happy then is the young person who early learns to eat things because they are good for him happy good-natured and more likely to be virtuous for as someone was it beecher has said two-thirds of a man's religion is a good disposition and two-thirds of a good disposition is a good digestion behold how much may hang on the vexed question of diet End of chapter twelve